What is up, young adults? Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power Bluff. And as always, thanks for tuning in. So if y'all follow me on Instagram, uh, y'all seen that I posted a little story. And we are going to start the series of Bible Faith by Kenneth Hagen. And the bookstore does sell these. So if you don't have one yet, I do recommend you getting one. That way you can uh, read along and uh, write down notes or, or highlight anything that, you know, might pop up to you or if you want to remember go back and remember you know read read something so I'm just going to go ahead and start with chapter one so we're going to continue uh, young adults with until we finish this book so basically until the new year until we complete it so it is 24 chapters um, sometimes we might do a you know, young 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 adult study night at someone's house or at, you know, somewhere different. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a young adult night, but we'll keep you posted on those. So I'm going to go ahead and start with chapter one, and the title is How Faith Comes, Part One. Now, many people I know think that their faith is at a certain level, but then your faith gets tested and you realize that. We need some more growing to do. Like, it's the same thing with, you know, your muscle, your physical body. You think you can carry that 50-pound weight, and then when you try, you realize you got to go back to the 30-pound and, right, Janice? And continue to lift it until you get to that point. So that's the same thing with our faith. And I've done this study guide before, and I know many of y'all done. I know Vanessa told me in kids' class, they did this whole study book. And I don't know if you did, Janice, but when you, just like the Word of God, when you reread it, when you look over again, it's like a whole new, fresh thing. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. And it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven six. Notice partially the first part of Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. If God demands that I have faith when it is impossible for me to have faith, then I have the right to challenge his justice. But if he places within my hands the means whereby faith can be produced, then the responsibility rests with me whether or not I have faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. God has told us that without faith, it is impossible to please him. But he also told us how to get faith. I highlighted this area. If we don't have faith, God is not to blame. To blame God for our lack of faith is nothing in the world but ignorance. If we lack faith, we are to blame. This is also true concerning faith and salvation. Faith 
For salvation also comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. Paul said in Ephesians 2, 8, I'm going to read it in the TPT. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did could ever earn this salvation. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But how are we to get faith to get saved? Romans chapter 10 tells us. Chapter 10, 8 through 10, 13 through 14. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy womb and thy heart, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that the Lord Jesus and sought, believed in thy heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've ne not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Men are saved by hearing God's word because of scripture says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. And I highlighted this. You cannot believe and have faith without hearing the word. Let me say that again. You cannot believe and have faith without hearing the word. In Acts 10, 11, we read about Cornelius, who although devout, had not yet been saved. He, not, he had not heard the gospel yet, so how could he have been saved? No, Cornelius was not saved until he heard Peter preach. Now, an angel of the Lord approached Cornelius, and you can find that in Acts 10, 3. The angel who spoke to Cornelius couldn't preach the gospel how many of y'all know angels cannot preach the gospel? God sent men to preach. Remember, Jesus said, go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15. But the angel could tell Cornelius where to go get someone who could preach the gospel to him. And you can find that in Acts 11, 13. The angel instructed Cornelius to call for Peter. And I'm going to read that in the NLT, Acts 10, 5 through 6. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. 
5. Now send some men to Joppa and Simone and a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. Now I did, I didn't know what Joppa was. So I actually like researched it and it's a small town in Asia that's by the water. And it's like where the port, like literally where all the boats would come and like, and actually that's where Jonah sailed out when he ran away from what God was telling him to do. He's, he, um, his boat was there and he actually left from job. Okay, let's keep going. I did research and I was just, just kept going. Um, the angel spoke to Cornelius. Cornelius couldn't preach the, okay, sorry. The angel instructed Cornelius to call for Peter. And I read Acts 10, 5 through 6. Acts eleven fourteen reports that the angel said that Peter would preach the gospel to Cornelius. Who shall tell thee thy words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? This verse also shows us that men are saved by hearing words, God's words. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. And I highlighted this next part. You can't believe without hearing. So many are trying to believe without hearing. How does faith for healing come? The same way, by hearing the word of God concerning healing. In Acts 14, we are told the story of the impotent man who received his healing because of what he heard. Acts 14 7 through 10, and I'm going to read that in the NLT also. 7 through 10. And there are, and there they preached the good news. While they were in Lystria, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listened. And listening as Paul preached, looking straight at him. Because it is important when you, when you talk to someone, you look them in the eye. Because to me, if you're telling me a story and you're not looking at me in the eye or you're telling me something, I think you're shady. Like you're not telling me the truth. It's always important like if you're speaking to someone to look them in the eye. And I've talked to people where they're like staring at the floor and they're talking to me. And I'm like, you know, because I like to, you know, stare at somebody, you know, stare at somebody in the eye. Paul realized he had faith to be healed. Let me, re- re- let me back up there. He li- he, and listening as Paul preached, looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. 10. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, stand up. And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. Now, he was crippled since birth, so he doesn't know what walking is. And somebody that gets paralyzed and has to learn how to walk all over again. They knew how to walk, but this man never walked. And he just stood up and started walking. The casual reader of the word of God might say, isn't it wonderful how Paul healed that man? You've heard that said, and so have I. But Paul did not heal the man. The man was not healed because Paul was an apostle. 
The man was not healed by Paul's faith. The man himself had the faith to be healed. But notice what had to take place before this man was healed. Acts 14, 7 says, And there they, Paul and Barnabas, preached the gospel. So Paul did three things. One, he preached the gospel to the man. Two, he perceived that the man had faith to be healed. Three, he told the man to rise up and walk. The man also had three things to do. One, he heard Paul preach the gospel. Two, he had faith to be healed. Three, he leaped up and walked. The man was not healed by some special power that Paul had. The man himself had faith to be healed. I highlighted this part. Where and how did he get faith to be healed? He got it from what he heard. Remember Acts 14.9 says, The same man heard Paul speak. What did Paul speak? Verse 7 says, And there they preached the gospel. He heard the gospel. If Paul preached what we call the gospel of salvation, how did the man give faith to be healed? I highlighted this part. The man got the faith to be healed because Paul preached what the Bible calls the gospel, which also includes healing. Amen. How I got faith to be healed. Now, Kenneth Hagin's going to say his testimony here. If y'all don't know it, this is. Many, many than 60 years ago, on the bed of sickness, as a young denominational boy reading grandma's Bible, the more I read the word, the more I learned. I realized that I had never heard the full gospel, just part of it. The fullness of the gospel hadn't been taught in my church. But the more I read the Bible, the more I realized that I didn't have to die. The more I read God's word, the more I realized that I could be healed. Of course, the devil, has, the devil was right there trying to tell me that healing had been done away with. I had been taught that God would heal if he wanted to, but saying that God would heal, but that he might not want to is even bigger insult than saying he couldn't heal. Both of them are lies. I read the word concerning healing, but the devil was right there to try to oppose me. The devil brought to my remembrance all the doubt and unbelief I've heard. He brought to my remembrance all that I've been taught in the subject of healing. Something that helped me Im immersively was that even though people had told me that healing had been done away with, I couldn't ever remember hearing that faith had been done away with. I've never heard that. As I studied the word of God, I saw that faith had not been done away with. For example... The text in Acts chapter 4 saying that the man at Lystria had faith to be healed. And in Mark 5.34 concerning the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus said, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and, with, and, by, and be whole of thy plague. I was thinking of it. We did this skit and... Uh, Marissa was the woman with the issue of blood, and Georgie butchered his lines. He said, woman, go and be thy diseased. <laughs> okay. 
I had to call Georgie out because he's not here. Therefore, the Bible clearly, clearly shows that faith has not done has not been done away with. And I highlighted this. The man at Lystria had faith to be healed and concerning the woman with the issue of blood, it was her faith that made her whole. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Notice in Mark 5, 34, that Jesus didn't say that his power or his faith had made the woman whole. Jesus said the woman Thy faith had made thee whole. When I saw this, I knew that her faith made her whole. Then my faith could make me whole too. And thank God it did. My faith tapped into the power of God and I was made whole. My paralysis disappeared and my heart condition was healed. Since then, I've been doing, I've been going at a, at a hop, skip and jump. And I have been preaching the truth of the gospel, including healing every service. I highlighted this part. Let's look more closely at the man at Lystria who had faith to be healed. How did he get that faith from what he heard? What did he hear? He heard the word of God. Is there something about hearing the gospel that would cause a lifelong cripple to be healed? I looked up these two words because honestly, I had no idea what they meant. And the first one is, it says, decidly, am I saying that right? And it means undoubtedly, yes, and E-M-P-H-A-T-I-C-A-L-L-Y, empathetically, yeah. And that means enforceful all the way, yes. So the man had the faith. Without a doubt, and forcefully, he knew that he would be healed. So that's why he, when he heard it, he was healed. Healing is a part of the gospel. When you read the word of God or you're reading something and you don't know the definition of the word, I encourage you, go look it up. Because if you look it up and you know the meaning, the whole scripture is going to mean a whole much more to you. Anyways, healing is a part of the gospel. Paul preached the gospel of salvation, which includes healing. The Bible simply calls it the gospel. How do we know he did? Look at Romans 1.6. Everybody knows it. Everybody has it tatted. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The footnote in the Scofield Bible says, and I highlighted this, the Hebrew and Greek words for salvation imply the ideas of deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and soundness. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and soundness. Paul preached the full gospel, not just part of it. We also know that healing was part of the gospel. That was preached because other scriptures indicated as well. 
Acts 8, 5 through 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ, the gospel, unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, hearing, spake, S-P-A-K-E? Spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voices, came out of many that were opposed with them, and many taken with palaces, and that were lame and were healed. And there was a great joy in the city. Notice in verse 7, the miracles that follow the preaching of the word, the gospel. Those healing miracles and deliverances all came about as a result of Preaching Christ. The New Testament knows no Christ without Christ the healer. Physical healing, divine healing is a part of the gospel. If there is no gospel of healing today, then none of us has a gospel of salvation to preach, either because healing is included in the atonement. Isaiah 53, 4-5. P.C. Nelson was a great Baptist minister. He said, healing is part of the parcel of the gospel. During the time of Reverend Nelson was pastoring a church in Detroit, Michigan in 1921, he was running over and he was ran over by an automobile. The doctor said that one of his legs would have to be taken off at the knee. They said that if by some miracle it didn't have to be amputated, at the very least, it would be stiff for the rest of his life. But P.C. Nelson related that he, that as he lay there in the hospital bed, he was thinking, the Lord began to talk to him. The Lord brought to his mind James 5, 14 and 15. 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall rise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Reverend Nelson said that he tried to excuse himself by telling the Lord they didn't practice that in his church. He said that the Lord reminded him of a man and his wife, Reverend Nelson knew, who believed in the anointing of oil and according to the scripture. So basically he was telling God, well, our, my church doesn't teach that, so he couldn't obtain it. I guess that's what he was saying, right? The Lord told Reverend Nelson that he should call them and have them pray over him. So he remembered a couple that would pray for people and anoint them with oil. So the Lord told him, brought them to his remembrance and told them, call them, call them and ask them to pray for you. So Reverend Nelson contacted them and they came to pray for him. The, they anointed him with oil and prayed and he was healed. His leg didn't have to be taken off and his knee wasn't stiff. God's word is good. Amen. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I know all of us that do the Young Adults podcast, we literally say that 
almost every podcast. Roman 10, 17. Now, down in Texas, several years ago, a fine dominational minister had a very outstanding ministry. Many of the denominational churches would sponsor him in citywide meetings. In his evangelical endeavors, he became sick. And by his own testimony, within a couple of years, all of his own money was gone. He had 10000 in the bank, and that was a lot of money back then. But in two years' time, his money was gone. He had to sell his car, his home, and most of his books in order to pay talk doctor's bills. And I'm talking about an, evang an evangelist that will travel the world. He had been everywhere, including the Mayo Clinic, to try to receive help, but was none the better. Rather, he grew worse. Finally, he was hospitalized in California. The doctor said that he was going to die. The minister contacted his brother, who lived in California, to borrow some money so that he can go home to Texas, where he could die. Whenever I read things like this, and everything we've, we've been taught is like, you know, faith. Like I said, you, you think your faith is at a certain level and, you, and it gets tested and you're like, let me sit back down and hear and hear and hear the word, you know. Their 82-year-old mother lived in Texas. And he wanted to see his mother before he died. So his brother sent him money and he went home. The minister went to live with his mother at the old place in Texas where he grew up. His mother was so glad to see him. He told his mother that he had to come home to die. His dear old mother had a 19-year-old boy who lived there with her who did the chores around the place. This 19-year-old boy became the sick minister's nurse. The boy had to turn the sick man on his bed and dress him. One day, the boy said to him, to the evangelist, the minister, why don't you just let the Lord heal you? The Bible says that if there are any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray for you. Here was a minister who was supposedly who supposedly knew the Bible and yet didn't even know that these scriptures were even in the Bible. He had gone to school and studied everything but the Bible. Go, if you, yeah, I know. I, whenever I read that. The minister told the boy, the 19-year-old boy, to get his Bible and find the passage and scripture. But the boy had never learned how to read. The man asked him how he knew that the passage of scripture was in the Bible. The boy said that his preacher, his pastor, had told him it was in the Bible. So the denominational minister looked up the scripture and read them. The boy told the minister that his preacher was having a healing meeting under a brush arbor and invited the minister to come. Arrangements were made for the minister to come to the meeting. Someone brought 
an old T, an old model T Ford and made a bed in the back of it for the minister. They bought him in the back of a truck. They drove up as close to the brush arbor as they could. And after the service, the preacher came out and anointed the sick minister with oil and prayed over him. It was about midnight before the minister and the boy returned home. When the minister got home, he asked his mother to let the boy fire up the wood stove so he could fry him up some ham and eggs. Sorry, I shouldn't eat that gordita. He had been eating baby food and soft foods because he couldn't eat any solid food. In fact, he hadn't had eat anything to eat except baby food for two years. <laughs> the man told his mother that he was healed. He told her the preacher had anointed him and prayed for him. The mother said, uh, said later that Her son related this. She thought he had lost his mind. He also wanted for his mother to make him some old-fashioned country biscuits for him to eat. So she thought that since he was going to die anyway, he might as well die happy. So she did what he wanted and made the biscuits and fried up the ham and eggs. He ate that meal and didn't suffer any ill effects whatsoever. He was completely healed. This minister then began to write about his healing and send articles in for publication in various magazines. Calls began to come in from, for him to hold revival meetings. He arranged a citywide meeting for Kansas City. The boy told him that before he went to the meetings, he needed one more thing. He needed the Holy Ghost. <laughs> A 19-year-old boy. The minister said that by the time he was ready to believe anything, that by that time he was ready to believe anything that the 19-year-old boy told him. So he asked the boy, what should I do? The boy explained to him how to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he invited him again to his church. <laughs> When the invitation was given, the minister went to the altar and he received the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues. That minister has long since gone on to glory. But with writings have been, but his writings have been a blessing to many of us, including the denomination he was a member of. And I highlighted this part. How did the man get faith for healing? He got it by hearing the word of God. Mark 5.25 tells us that there is a certain woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. The word tells us that she had spent all of her living and had gone to many physicians but was no better But then she heard about Jesus. Mark 5, 27 through 28 reads, When she heard of Jesus, came in the press, when she, heard, when she had heard of Jesus, came in, pressed behind, and touched the garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. 
34, and he, Jesus, said unto her, daughter, just because you touched my garment, no. Just because you came to the altar, no. Thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole for the, from thy fle- uh, plague. Where did this woman get faith to receive healing? She got faith when she had heard of Jesus. I was preaching in Dallas in 1953 for several weeks in a full gospel church. Then I stayed on an additional three months while the pastor took a leave of absence. Besides preaching at a different Besides preaching at different times during the week, I had a daily radio program and I also conducted some special missionary service services on the weekend. One Friday night after the service had begun had been dismissed, one of the ushers came and told me that a man and a woman from Fourth Worth had came to see me. The woman was sick and wanted to be healed. I met with him and the man related that he had been going to work one morning and had heard, the, had heard my radio program. He said that I had taught on the radio that healing was for everyone. He told his wife about the statement and had made, I had made and they began to tune into the radio program every day. The man told me that his wife had had two Uh, serious major operations and that she was facing a third one they had been praying that if it was the will if it was the will of God for her to be healed God would give them faith to believe that she would be healed they had came to me so I could pray for her I told them that it was unscriptural to pray to God for healing using those words If it be thy will. And I highlighted this part. When you put an if in your prayer, in praying for anything God has promised, you and his word, you are praying in doubt. Some people think that they are being humble when they pray that way. But they are really being ignorant. In other words, when you pray in faith, you don't use an if. You will get no answers to that prayer. You won't get no answers to the prayer of faith if you put ifs in your prayers. I highlighted this part. But when you are praying a prayer of consecration, committing your life to the plan of God, then you can use the phrase if it be thy will. Because you don't know for sure what the Lord's will is. When you are praying the prayer of consecration, you are not praying to change something. But the prayer of faith is the prayer to change things. If is the badge of doubt. And the word if shouldn't be used in your prayers if you are trying to change a situation. I had given some scriptures on the radio concerning faith. But they hadn't registered on this man's, on this man whose wife was sick because he still wasn't sure if it, if he wasn't sure it was God's will for, it wasn't God's will to heal his wife. I asked him, if the New Testament said that Jesus took your wife's infirmities and bore her sickness, then wouldn't it be God's will for her to have her healing? 
He agreed that it would. So he turned to Matthew 8, 17. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. This man jumped up and exclaimed that it was the will of God for his wife to be healed. His wife saw it too. Then we turn to 1 Peter 2.24. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Then he turned to the book of Isaiah. Surely he hath bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem his strickening, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The margin reads, Surely he hath bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. Isaiah 53, 4. The, this couple said that all they needed now is faith. They knew that it was God's will to heal. They said that they knew that they were saved. They had gone forth in a church. Invitation was given and prayed the sinner's prayer. So I knew that they were saved. I asked them if they had Asked the Lord to give them faith to be saved when they had gone down to the altar to be saved. They said no. The man related that the pastor preached that they could be saved. The pastor had read the word to the people. In other words, they heard the word concerning salvation. They had faith for salvation because the Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I told them that they had faith for he. For her healing, too, for the same reason they had the faith for salvation. They had heard the word. This man said that they were going to have to throw their first prayer away because it wasn't any good. I agreed with him. You see, as soon as the light comes, faith is there. This couple already had faith because they heard and understood the word. The woman agreed with us. She said that all she had to do now was to accept Jesus as her healer. So I laid my hands on her and prayed on her head and prayed. Then I asked her if she was healed. And she said that she surely was and that she knew it because the word says so. Sunday night during the service at the same church, the visible doors swung open and there was the same fellow again. He asked the pastor if he could say a word in the congregation. He wanted to testify. The pastor gave him permission and the man told the congregation what had happened. He said that when his wife got home Friday night, she pulled her brace off and threw it into the closet and said, Thank you, Jesus. I'm healed. The next day when he came home, he found her stumped over the sink washing her hair, something she hadn't been able to do. The woman had been completely healed. Hallelujah. I also laid hands on the husband and wife. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. Years later, the, the wife was still healed. How did she get faith? 
from hearing the word. This man had also brought his mother to be prayed for, who was in the wheelchair with paralysis. After we prayed for her, she got up out of the chair and walked out of the building that night completely well. In the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is provision for every need, salvation, deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and soundness. I highlighted this part. Whatever need you have, the faith to receive your answer comes from hearing the word of God. As you determine to feed upon the word continually, key word, continually, you will see your faith grow to be able to receive the wonderful promises God has provided for his children. Hallelujah. Now, I believe that that is chapter one um, from, for today. That's all we're going to do, but I'm going to do a recap. And every chapter has questions behind it. If, y'all, if whoever just got here, the bookstore has these. So Sunday, ask whoever's back in the counter, and they are 16, 16 bucks. Um, so I'm gonna, we're going to do recap, and this is where y'all answer back to me, okay? Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always stay up to date with us and even message us on Instagram at YA underscore power of love. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.